And I just want to share a few things and then we want to worship again and just commit ourselves uh, to Jesus uh, as we head into this year together. And I want to look at this question really. What lens are you looking through through this year? And um, I thought, what lens is the world looking at through this year? So you do what, what every preacher does these days. Um, don't pick up a Bible. That's so passe. No, I'm joking. What, what every preacher does is we Google. Okay, that's what we do. And so I thought I'd Google um, the UK. What were the top three searches of 2018? Anyone want to suggest? Without Googling. Actually, no. Nope. <laughs> Anyone, anyone else? The top Google of 2018 was the World Cup. Secondly, it was Meghan Markle. And thirdly, was the Royal Wedding. Not even Brexit. And then what is? So the question, what is? Anyone want to suggest? No. <laughs> Brexit just gets into everything. None of the answers to everything. I'm not going to say Brexit tonight at all. Uh, the, what is the top search of 2018? What is Bitcoin? What is GDPR? Woohoo! And what is an Ibex, which is a goat? Apparently, that's number three. Anyone Google what, what is an Ibex in 2018? Uh, apparently, that's what it is. Here's one. How to. So on the Google, how to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If only it was that simple. <laughs> Theresa May, phone her up someone. Just Google it, girl. Just Google it. How to Brexit. It's there. It's easy. If only it was that simple. How to. The top, top one in 2018. This is what was exercising the majority of people. How to watch Fury versus Wilder. Some of you don't even know what that is. That was a boxing match. Secondly, how to floss dance. I'm not even going to go there. I know it's got hands and arms. Yeah, look at you. And then finally, how to watch the Champions League final. They were the top thing. And, and as I looked at that, I thought, so that's the lenses that people were looking at through 2018. I want to suggest... I mean, none of those things are going to change the world. Is that right? Maybe Brexit could, could have come in, but not even Brexit, but an Ibex and Floss dancing and Meghan Markle, bless her. None of that's going to change. But those are the lenses that the majority of people were looking at through 2018. But as we go into 2019, I think around about us, I don't know about you, but I, and I've written these things down, I think people are future fearful. I think they are economically uncertain. I think we are politically fragile, like we've never been in my lifetime, and we are relationally complex. And as I just wrote those four things, and I thought, I think that's the kind of lenses that we're looking at the world through as we head into 2019. But I want to suggest three lenses for you uh, tonight that I think we can look at. And this one I actually shared a couple of years ago at the start of the year, but I just feel it's really important to bring you back. And the first one is the lens of possibility. The lens of possibility. And as, as you go into a new year, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a goal-setting person. You probably worked that out already. Uh, and so I will spend time over New Year, Christmas and New Year, and into January reflecting and, and thinking about and writing. So, and I know not everybody's like that. And New Year can, can, can separate us into kind of like dreamers. And maybe I'm a bit more like that, you know, that I want to I improve in this area. I want to grow in this area. And then there can be the realists that say, oh, it's just another year. And you said that last year and all that. And, and both those lenses are okay but if you only look through one of those lenses I think you're missing it there's another lens the lens of possibility in other words if we look through the lens of possibility what might happen what could happen that's got to be right I think at the center of who we are and, and I don't know about you but when I got to the end of 2018 I, I felt a little bit depressed being British did you I'm gonna say the Brexit word 
just I think not just because of Brexit, but because of the way our system is. And I have to tell you, I was horrified, horrified watching one of our politicians being treated in the way that she was outside the House of Parliament. I don't care what your political persuasion is, that was disgraceful. And there's been lots of that all the way through 2018. And the problem is when you look at the news and you see all that, you can end at the end of the year thinking, flipping heck, that's all that it was. Did you know in 2018 there were some incredible things that happened? Abu Arevene was the first black woman to direct a film that grossed over $100 million. That's a big deal if you're from that community. Huge deal. The ivory demand in the world dropped by half in 2018 just decreasing many of the poaching scenarios for elephant and rhino. Deforestation in Indonesia fell by 60%. 140 countries signed up for the Paris Agreement to clean up the ocean. 25 million people had a new cholera vaccine and we are gearing up for the biggest vaccination program in the history of mankind. Rwanda was the first low-income country to provide free eye care to all. In Tanzania, malaria death rate dropped by over 50%. There are amazing laws being passed around the world which are about being kinder and more tolerant to people and in Bangladesh there was a reduction of child mortality of 78% since 1990. That's incredible stuff. You didn't hear about any of that because our media told us what it kind of wanted it wanted us to hear and so the, the, the feeling is it's all very depressing and it's all very Ugh, but we've got to look through the lens of possibility and I think when you come to God what does God say about possibility it says in Matthew 19 verse 26 Jesus looked at them and said with man this is impossible but with God all things are possible that isn't about being like you know kind of even kind of super faith or it isn't about being like a dreamer or optimist it isn't that it's just looking through the lens of possibility and saying with God it's possible amen it might look impossible it might seem impossible but with God it's possible and then it says in Luke 1, uh, and the Christmas story, Behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. So in old age, it's possible. <laughs> Some of you are freaking out there a little bit. <laughs> and, and this is the sixth month with her who was, who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. In Ephesians 3.20, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work in us. So can I encourage you guys, as we head into 2019, look through the lens of possibility. And here is a question for you. Here is a question. What could God do in me and through me this year if I let him? That's the lens. Now I'm not saying he will do it, because that's a different lens. But he could do it. That's the lens of possibility, isn't it? And that's, I think, such an important lens for us to look at our world and our life through in 2019. But the second lens, which is a kind of new thing that God's saying to me uh, for us, is the lens of preparation. And I see this in two dimensions. Firstly, there's what God wants to do in us personally. And I want to prophesy over every single one of you tonight, if I can do that. This year, good stuff will happen to you. And this year, bad stuff will happen to you. I'm an incredible prophet. <laughs> this year, this year there will be moments when you will rejoice in what God has done. And there'll be moments when you say, God, what on earth are you doing? Now, I'm not being prophetic. I've just been around a bit <laughs> to know that that's what life is. But, but here's the thing. When the stuff happens to us that we don't like, that we don't want, that we don't deserve, that we didn't expect that we didn't pray for, that we didn't imagine, that we didn't even think could happen. What are we going to do with that? Are we going to push God away in those moments or are we going to pull him closer? Because I'll tell you what, if we pull him closer, 
that lens of preparation will alter the prayers that we're praying. And so we won't be praying, Lord, what can I, when can I get out of this? We'll be praying, Lord, a better prayer, what can I get out of this? We won't be praying, Lord, you know, why me? We'll be praying, Lord, what are you wanting to do in me? Through the lens of preparation. And I think personally, God is wanting to take us deeper as a community. Uh, we, we've been doing something as elders and staff recently, uh, j- just looking, beginning to dream at the start of the year about what God would want to do beyond 2020. And, and we'll be on that journey as a whole church through this year. Um, and one of the things that's really interesting is, is that thought about, we sense God's wanting to take us deeper. And by taking us deeper, that's looking through different lenses. You know, and rather than just saying, God, this is horrible, this stuff, we're saying, God, what are you doing in me? Because you're wanting to prepare me for what you want to carry in, in my life. And, and I don't know about you, but God is always working in you if you let him. It says in the book of Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. And I came across this quote recently, which I'm going to be talking about a lot, I think, for a while. And it's by a guy called Dallas Willard. It's going to come up here. The most important thing in your life is not what you do, it's who you become. Because that's what you'll take into eternity. I think that's awesome. The most important thing in your life is not what you do, it's who you become. Because that's what you will take into eternity. And it's like, hey, going through this difficult time, what am I going to become through that? I sat with someone this week (laughs) and we talked about death and the possibility of death. And they said to me, if that's what's going to happen, I want to do it really well. I want to honour God. I want to love Jesus. And I want other people to be impacted through the way that I do it. I don't want it to happen right now. (laughs) But if it is, then that's how I want to do it. And I came away and I thought, that's the lens of preparation, isn't it? Saying, God, I I, I don't want to just push you away and get all bitter and twisted and why me and all this kind of stuff, which is natural, I understand all that. But I want to go deeper. And if this is the path I'm going to go right now, then actually I want to do it well. And I want to do it better. And I want to do it deeper. And um, I also think that um, God is preparing us as a church as well as individually and so, so I want to just, before I move on, I want to say to you guys, as you hit tough times this year, some of you already have, as you hit tough times this year, don't say, just God, when can I get out of this? Pray a better prayer. Pray a deeper prayer. God, what do you want to do in me? It doesn't mean God has caused that, but what do you want to do in me? Because you're preparing me to carry a greater weight of glory. The Bible speaks about carrying a weight of glory, and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's commensurate, if that's the right word, because I'm going off script now, with, with carrying greater troubles. And the kind of the greater the trouble, the greater the weight of glory. And it's like, actually, you don't get one without the other. Peter, I think, says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you experience trials of many kinds. Because they produce in you stuff. Endurance and perseverance. And he says it's like gold. It's like gold. Because he's preparing great stuff in you in the way that you allow him to. But I think there's something that God is doing uh, and wanting to do in us as a church in terms of preparation in 2019. There's been quite a lot of, um, in the local scene, Andy spoke tonight uh, at the start about uh, One Heart Sound and about the area and the the, the region and and working together and believing and praying together. And you're going to hear more about that through the year. But one of the prophetic words that's come to us as a whole region is, will you throw your arms around the next generation? 
that actually uh, was delivered from a friend of mine I know very, very well. He's a, he's a leading uh, character in this area. Some of you will know him, Tim Fellows. And, uh, and it came to him because he, he had this kind of real vision, this real almost, almost a vision um, of, of him walking through an airport with, with, with his son, and, um, Seb, uh, Seb, and, and there was a suicide bomber in the, in the arrivals area. And, and the vision that God gave him was, was of the guy opening his jacket to let the bomb off and Tim literally throwing his arms around his son. And, and God said to, to him, will you throw your arms around the next generation? What would you do to save the next generation? And then another prophetic word that came off the back of that is, will you give me a decade for mission? Will you give me a decade for mission? Not for an evangelistic event, but for a real sense of plowing and sowing into the land and um, uh, seeing God, uh, you know, do more than we've ever seen before. Anyone resonate with that? You know, like a sense of, will you throw your arms around a generation and will you give me a decade for mission? And God is stirring us locally uh, and regionally and I think nationally as well. And um, there, there are a lot of things happening uh, nationally. Um, there's something in 2020 called Advanced 2020, which lots of different organisations and churches and evangelists are coming together and saying, could we work together and uh, believe God for an advance of the kingdom of God in 2020 like we haven't seen for a long time? And I know there's been loads of these kind of initiatives in the past. And some of you who are a little bit older have been there, seen there, done it and got the T-shirt. But we've got to keep looking through the lens of possibility. And when we look at the, through the lens of preparation as well, what's possible if God prepares us enough and we cooperate with him and I think that's so so important so as another question for you is this question the next one Chris please when I hit a tough time what can I get out of it and what is God trying to do in me and I just think that would be an awesome question to carry into 2019 and some of you are thinking that's me right now well it's a great question isn't it when I hit I'm in a tough time so what can I get out of it and what is God trying to do in me you know, because I think that's a deeper question uh, and that's not just about myself. It's about what does God want to do in me and what does God want to do through me. And then the final thing I want to say is the lens of partnership. And um, I love this story and, and God has reminded me about this story recently. And I feel there's something, you know, sometimes you look at the Bible and you see it and you read a story and you know it. And then you read it again and yeah, yeah, and then you read it again and then it hits you again in a completely fresh way. Anybody done that? And, and, and this is what's happened to me with this story. And it's the story where, where the, the disciples are trying to catch fish and they can't and they're out all night and they try all they can and they do all they know how. And then Jesus rocks up, who wasn't a fisherman but was a carpenter. That's annoying, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And, and, and tells them what to do. And if I'd have been the fisherman, I said, excuse me, you know wood, I know fish. All right, so you just stick to lathes and planes and joints and all that business and let me do the fish. But they didn't do that. Peter said, but because you say so, we will. That's a great response. But because you say so, we will. You want us to cast the nets here? Well, we've been up all night. We've been doing everything we can. We know all this stuff and you don't, but you say so, so we will. And then something incredible happens that they catch this incredible amount of fish. And I want to read it from the message translation. It says, Simon said, Master, we've been fishing hard all night and haven't even caught a minnow. But if you say so, I'll let out the nets. It was no sooner said than done. And a huge haul of fish straining the nets past capacity. They waved to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They fill both boats, nearly swamping them with the catch. I think God is bringing us into a new season of partnership for the kingdom. 
And that's churches, that's organisations, that's people, that's us working together for a bigger vision. For a bigger vision. And that's really hard and really difficult and it comes with lots of challenges. But there's a great thing at the end of that because could it be that God could be bringing a greater harvest of people into the kingdom of God than we've ever seen or imagined? Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be amazing. But it's going to co- It's going to take us looking through the lens of partnership. And I love what, what's happening here in the church and our partnership with FaZe and with, you know, the different locations. And now we're starting to, you know, reach into communities. And, you know, on uh, tomorrow, uh, Little Treasures is being launched in Hagley in a local business called Coffee and Clay. Uh, and, and pray for that, please. And we probably will pray for that before we finish tonight. And again, just trying to partner uh, with different people uh, and just to see what God could do. But I think God's taking us to, going to take us to a new level of partnership. But you know, partnership, and I want to finish with this, uh, isn't just about in what we do. And it isn't just about partnership between churches and organisations and people. Ultimately, the partnership that God wants for us in this year is a partnership with Him. It's a greater level of partnership with Him. And, and I want to I share something with you that I've shared many times with you, uh, I'm sure, uh, and many other times. But again, it's one of those things that God uh, is kind of uh, bringing me back uh, to time to time. So I, I'm going I'm to use, um, oh, let's use Sam. Come on, let's use Sam. Come on, Sam. Use round of applause for Sam Hughes. Come on. He looked so, he looked so desolate then when he realised that. And he was, actually, he was actually making notes, or he was doodling, one of the two. So, so I want you to imagine, okay, that this is Moses, all right? He's not with beards. With a cap, all right, Moses with a cap, I know. So, so there's an incredible verse in, in the book of Isaiah 63, uh, which is like a, a, a history book, but it's looking back at the history of Israel. Then it says, then his people, verse 11, recalled the days of old, the days of Moses and his people. Where is he who brought them through the sea with the shepherd of his flock? Where is he who set his Holy Spirit among them, who sent his glorious arm of power to be at Moses' right hand? who divided the waters before them to gain for himself everlasting renown. Now, the story, as you know very well, is that Moses led two million or so people, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I knew this was the right, the wrong. <laughs> and he comes to the edge of, of the Red Sea, and he's got mountains and desert either side. He's got an Egyptian army, be, uh, you know, way back in the distance, and he can feel them in, on the ground, and they're coming. And he's got two million people who are looking to him. And the Bible said that he raised out his right hand like that and he held a staff. And he held a staff. Now, I, I can imagine he felt like a complete Muppet. A little bit like Sam's really now, right? I don't think that Moses felt spiritual at all. There was not even a keyboard player in the background. Do you know what I mean? To do that Holy Spirit pad thing, okay? So he didn't feel anything. There's no feeling. There's no emotion. But he stretches out his arm. And the Bible said God sent his arm to be alongside Moses' arm. Now, whose arm opened the Red Sea? Really? It was God. It was God. But nobody saw that. All they saw was this guy stretching out his arm. But I love that verse because it's the promise of partnership. And, And God didn't do it before Moses did it. And Moses couldn't have done it without God doing it. Do you know what I mean? You are out there, mate. <laughs> I feel like Superman here, don't you? So, so this, this picture about, now if you open your hand a bit for me, Sam. Whenever you stretch your hand out, God sends his armour power alongside you. You might not feel anything, but God promises he'll do it. Thank you, mate. Round of applause for Sam. Thank you. And, 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 and I, guys, I love that picture because it's so simple and so graphic, but it's so true. 
And that sense of, hey God, you kind of seem to, 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 you wait for me to do something, but I can't do it without you, really. But there's this partnership, and it's a little bit like God says, I could do it without you, but I choose not to. I want you to stretch your arm out in faith. And this year, I, I, when Andy put on our, our um, communication system uh, uh, in, in the staff, that story, and, and when you read the whole story, it's amazing, uh, of, the, of the girl the, in, our, in our youth group that sat on the bus, and, and she'd been at a prayer night on, on Sunday night, and so felt kind of challenged by God to stretch out and to reach out. What she did was she stretched her arm out, and, and she, she, there was no keyboard, and, and there was no other people, and she would have felt exposed and vulnerable and, 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 and silly maybe, and awkward, <clears throat> but she stretched her arm out and I think God stretched his arm out alongside. And at the end of that, she prayed for that, old, that lady and that lady was different at the end of that. That's partnership, isn't it? But here's the interesting thing. If you go back in the story to Exodus 3 and Exodus 4, when Moses uh, is, is in the desert, he's been in the desert for 40 years, he's disillusioned, he's defeated, he's disappointed, uh, and, and he sees this burning bush, and, and he comes over to the burning bush, and you all know the story, and, and there's taking off the shoes, and there's God speaking to him, and then God says, what's that in your hand? And it's the staff. It's the same staff that later he's going to hold out over the sea. And Moses says, throw it to the ground. And he throws it to the ground, and it becomes a snake. And then God says, God says, take it by the tail and he takes it by the tail and it turns back into a staff. It's a really weird story. Here's the thing. You never ever take a snake by the tail because the dangerous bit is in the head, okay? And so why does God say, throw it down? Here's my thought. That staff represented who Moses was. It was his identity. It was his security. It was the thing that made him who he was. God said, even a good thing in your hand has the potential to become a snake and can bite you. You surrender it to me. You surrender it to me. And then you take it by the tail because I will deal with the venomous bit. You just got to be obedient. You take it by the tail. And if I want to give it you back, I'll give it you back. But I will have dealt with the venomous bit. Are you with me? You're tracking with me? And the amazing thing was, prior to that story, it was always called the staff of Moses. After that story, it was always called the staff of God. It looked exactly the same, but there'd been that bit of surrender, laying it down, letting God deal with the venom. Because even the good things in our hand, too tight, they have the potential to turn and bite us. It's true of leadership. It's true of gifting. It's true of ministry. It's true of your job. It's true of your hobby. If it's just in your hand, it can become a snake that can bite you. But when you surrender it to God, if he wants you to have it back, he'll have it back. But now it won't just be yours, it'll be his. And it was that staff that Moses stretched out. It was that staff that Moses used to hit the rock and water came from it. It wasn't the staff of Moses, even though it was in his hand, it was the staff of God. That's partnership, isn't it? That's partnership. And so I want to I encourage you. Here's, here's a final question. Where am I tempted to go it alone? We are independent people, aren't we? Really independent people. Where am I tempted to go it alone? You know, and I, I want to try and learn this lesson better in 2019. You know, I'm a leader. I want to help other people. I need to learn that I need help too. And so I need to be up to be, and I want to be more like this in 2019, where I say, hey, hey, I'm in trouble or I'm in help. I need help because I don't want to go it alone because that's a temptation. I'm holding it too tight. And how can I include God and others more? How this year in 2019, can I include God in my life more? And how can I include others? And wouldn't it be amazing if in 2019, there were many, many, many of us that had stories like that girl on the bus. 
I don't, it doesn't have to be that on the bus. It could be any situation. But where we're stretching out our hand in fear and in trepidation, but knowing and sensing that God will stretch his hand out as well. And we could see God do amazing things more than we can ask or imagine. So I want to invite the band if they come back up. But just if we leave the TV just for one second. So what, what, what lens are we viewing our year this year? What about the lens of possibility? Maybe that's for you. Just to take that tonight and take it with you into 2019. God, you, are, you can do all things. You know, I love those three guys in the fiery furnace in the, in the story of Daniel. And the king's put them there and he's turning it up and he's turning it up and he's turning it up. And, and, and the three guys say, our God is able to save us. We're looking through the lens of possibility. That's faith. But then they say this, but if he doesn't, we're still going to love him anyway. That's deeper faith. We're looking through the lens of possibility. God can do it. But if he doesn't, we're going to love him anyway. That's a deeper level of faith. And what about the lens of preparation? God, I don't like where I am right now. But what are you doing in me? And what then are you going to do through me? And then the lens of partnership. I don't want to go alone. I want to go with others. And ultimately, I want to go with you. And how many times this year? God, I want to stretch my hand out more. I want to do that more, don't you? Like I'm 52 now. I can't believe sometimes how many days I can go without stretching my hand out. Without stretching my hand out. Without needing to depend on God. And this year, I want to do it more. Anyone else? I want to do it more. I want to stretch out my hand more. Through the lens of possibility. What could God do through the lens of preparation? What could God do through the lens of partnership? Here's a final verse. And I found this verse in the Passion Translation of a verse that I knew very well, but I love it. Here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. That's an awesome phrase. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting for He will never disappoint you. So I don't know how many of you may need that verse as you head into 2019. Why don't we stand together and I want to read it again. Maybe some of you need it. Here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting for He will never disappoint you let's pray I want to invite you to maybe just take a moment of recommitment to Jesus at the start of this year okay can we do that and if this is okay for you and you want to do it maybe maybe just put your hands out as a sign that you want to do that it doesn't mean you've done it it just means you put your hands out but but it can be helpful for some of us and let's just say Lord Jesus we, we want to surrender our lives to you again the start of this new year. We want to enter this new year. Lord, looking at it through the lens of possibility. We, we want to use the lens of preparation. And we want to see the lens of partnership. God, so we surrender ourselves and we say, Lord, we want to do this year with you. We want to face our difficulties with you. We want to fight our battles with you. We want to stretch out our arm with you. We want to use the gifts and the talents and the money and the homes and the jobs and the opportunities that you've given us for you and with you. And God, we want to see your kingdom come. 
on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus, would, would you take us right now, I pray, and, and help us to right at the start of this year say, we want to build our life on the one foundation that is worth it, and that's you. We, we are amongst people who are future fearful, who are politically fragile, who are economically uncertain, who are relationally complex. And we want to be people who are not, we don't have that foundation, God. We have a whole different foundation. We don't know what Brexit's going to do, but God, our hope isn't in Brexit, it's in You. We don't know what's going to happen with the pound, but our hope isn't in the pound. Our hope is in You. We don't know what's going to happen in lots of different things, but our hope is not in that. Our hope is in You. So Jesus, we invite You. God, we just say, we surrender to You. Would You, would you build, God? Would You cause us to build our life on You? As a solid foundation, we pray. So now, Lord, in these final few moments, we just want to surrender our lives to You, Jesus. And we want to say, God, would You take us into this year? And would You lead us? And would we have moments where we stretch out our arm and where we sense that You've stretched Your arm out of power and we've seen seas open and we've seen lives touched and we've seen battles fought and we've seen victories won and we've dusted ourselves down after we've been bruised and broken because it didn't quite go the way we wanted it to but we've picked ourselves up and we've got on with it again. So Jesus, would you help us, I pray. God, we pray a blessing over Life Central Rowley, Jesus. We thank you for all that you've done and all that you're doing. We thank you for those incredible people who have been so faithful in that church for so many years. God, would you stretch out your arm of power. God, we pray for Simon who's away this week on a conference. God, would you inspire him and fill him. We pray for all those people that have come around him and around the other guys there. And we thank you, Jesus, that you're reaching new people. And God, we pray this year, we look at Rowley through the lens of possibility. You can do more than we can ask or imagine. And Lord, in 12 months time, we're saying we need a new building. We need new things because you're doing so much. God, we pray over Life Central Hagley. God, thank you for the awesome things you're doing there. Thank you for the people coming to faith through that venture and through that community there. And God, would you, as we start Little Treasures tomorrow, as we, as we try and get a foothold in the community and serve families and come alongside families, God, would you do more than we can ask or imagine? Bless Sam and Ruth and Joe and the other volunteers and the team. And God, would you do incredible things? And Lord, here in Hells Owen, God, we thank you for new people coming. We thank you for new opportunities. God, would you take us deeper this year, we pray. We pray for Alpha launching next Monday. We pray for the youth and kids stuff kicking off this week as well. God, would you do more than we can ask or imagine. And Jesus, as we finish now, we want to give you the glory. Because this isn't about us. It ain't about Life Central. It isn't about Elim. It's about you, Jesus. It is all for you. And it's all because of you. Our life is all because of you. Our victories are all for you. And Lord, our sorrows and our battles, we want to hand them to you as well. So God, would you take us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.